Zach, good morning. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you for having me. Uh, there's not much to write about the last couple of days, is there? No, it's been pretty boring. <laughs> was this was this just going to boil over? I mean, this this inevitably had to happen, didn't it? With with the lack of direction with the NIL and, and all of the things that are going on in, in college athletics, this was bound to happen, wasn't it? Well, I mean, I think that's what you saw from Jimbo yesterday was this is the third time now in really probably the last three times we've heard from Jimbo because one was in December. They didn't play in a bowl game. And then at the, uh, well, I guess outside of spring football, you had uh, at the signing day press conference when, when Lane took swipes at him and then now this, you had, I mean, Jimbo was, uh, you know, sick and tired of being accused of doing something that he uh, said, you know, he said all along that he hasn't done. But, I mean, everything that Nick Saban laid out before he said Texas A&M and Jackson State by name, you know, everything he laid out was the most eloquent, eloquently put uh, distillation of where we are right now in, in college athletics and, and the, the central uh, tension point being the the collectives and the role of collectives and, and the role of collectives in recruiting. I mean, that that's really where it is right now. Saban apologized yesterday, but any way in your opinion that he misspoke in, in, in when he brought up Jackson State and when he brought up Texas A&M, was there any way that wasn't calculated in your opinion? Well, uh, the Jackson State thing is a mistake. I mean, he, he, was, he was incorrect there. Maybe Travis Hunter got a million dollars to go to Jackson State. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. But I do know that Jackson State has not gone in the newspaper and bragged about it. Like, uh, Dion has, has denied it multiple times. You know, he said that, you know, he said, we don't have any money to pay him. And, uh, of course, that obscures that the NIL money doesn't come from Jackson State itself. You know, the, the rumors there was that he was uh, getting paid to do a barstool documentary. You know, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But Jackson State has not bragged about that. And in regards to, to A&M, you know, quote, buying every member of their recruiting class, there were a lot of SEC coaches uh, fist bumping there. I mean, uh, I've heard rumors. Everybody's heard rumors that uh, that a lot of these recruits were in, in, induced to go there. And so, you know, no matter how much uh, Jimbo protests, I don't think any of those guys at, at A&M, I'm not going to say any of them, but uh, the, the fact that those guys went to Texas A&M for no money just because of their their love for being Aggies, that does not pass the smell test. <laughs> so what's next in this soap opera saga? Uh, I mean, what's next in, in reality is that here in a couple of weeks, these guys got to go sit in the same room as each other at the SEC spring meetings. Now, you know, I, I'm sure it'll be awkward. I, I doubt there's going to come to blows or anything <laughs> as much as we would love to imagine that. Um but I, I think in, in the real world, the, what's next is, um, you know, the, the, the NCAA is, you know, authorizing its, its enforcement staff to look into the collective. Um, what can they do about it at this late in the game? I don't know. I mean, I think there's, there's three paths forward here. It's uh, you, you enforce the rules on your books, you do nothing, or you – you, you you do nothing and you pray for for um, federal intervention, or you cut the uh, you cut the players in on the TV money that you're making, 
collectively bargain, and then at that point, maybe you can re- re- restrict who gets paid and how much and when and all that stuff. So that that's years down the road, but I think it's getting closer by the day. So did yesterday, in your opinion, have any negative impact on the legacy of Nick Saban? Or, I mean, because Jimbo essentially invited everybody to go dig up the dirt. Is it going to take going and, and finding that all of these championships were flawed and, and exposing him? Or how does this reflect on Nick Saban's career as a whole? I mean, I think I, I think it, it goes one of two ways. Either Because really, I think what Nick Saban was doing Thursday night, I, I don't think he was trying to uh, – provoke Jimbo into a war of words or anything like that. I think he thought he was speaking amongst friends and, and, and his tongue ran a little bit ahead of his brain. Um, so I, I, I think it was more about trying to get a call to arms among the, the Alabama booster class. And we've seen at other points when, when Nick Saban, you know, kind of warns against the rule and says, here's why this rule's bad, but if you guys want to do it, then we'll play by it. And then, uh, he goes out and, and beats everybody over the head with it. You know, we've seen it with the up-tempo offenses. We've seen it with the transfer portal. And then now he's kind of doing the same thing with with these NILs and these collectives. So it's either that or, you know, the, the game really has passed Nick Saban by and Alabama is going to struggle to recruit moving forward. Now that's uh, that's that's a little tough for me to believe that, the, that Nick Saban's just going to sit there and watch the game pass him by but right now Alabama has only three commitments there there's a bumper crop of of talent in of in-state talent in the state of Alabama there's five five stars and I think there's eight top 100 kids that are from Alabama you know in the past five classes there were five five stars combined and there's five in this one and right now none of them are committed to Alabama you know he, he said uh, that there are at least one guy, possibly multiple, that, that have grown up rooting for the Tide that want to play, but they've been offered, you know, here's what the, our collective would pay you at this school. And Alabama, for whatever reason, is not there yet. We we all understand what NIL was intended to do. Uh, it's certainly not – it's different <laughs> than, what, than what the intention was. Do you – can you foresee any way that they can – they being the NCAA or college football or whoever's going to be the governing body. Is there any way to, to for lack of a better term, get the genie back in the bottle and get it uh, to do what, what it was intended to do? Or is this, are we just going to remain in the wild, wild West? Yeah, I, I really don't think so. I, at this point, now that the Supreme court has ruled that, you know, nine Oh against the NCAA and, and said that their business model would be, you know, flatly illegal in any other industry in America to use uh, Justice Kavanaugh's, uh, the words that he used last summer. You know, at this point, if you try and, and get in between an athlete and their money, it's an antitrust issue. So perhaps Congress gives the NCA some sort of antitrust uh, designation that, that the pro leagues get, and then maybe you can do something from there. But, I'm, I mean, I really think it's just you've got to collectively bargain with the athletes, and then maybe at that point, you can you can slow down the transfer portal a little bit, and then maybe that that slows it down. But uh, at this point, I mean, I really think the genie is out of the bottle. Zach, in your opinion, is this good for the game? Uh, I think in certain ways it will be. You know, I mean, we've seen in college basketball already. There was a number of guys that in any other year, 
would be in the NBA or trying to go overseas right now, and instead uh, they're playing college. They're they're playing college basketball again. You know, that was, I, I think this will help curb the 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 flow of guys to the NFL that that are you know hoping and praying to to either get a fifth round draft pick or an undrafted free agent deal. Maybe those guys stick around. Um, but then at the same time, you know, it's going to be bad for other people. If you're a, a mid-major, then it's much more – college football is now going to be a much more of a year-to-year proposition for you, uh, especially given the, the removal of the 25-man uh, initial counter rule that, they, that has now gone away for at least the next two years. Now you can sign 40, 50 players each year and just turn your roster year after year and so teams are going to be completely different from year to year. Do you think the biggest winner yesterday was Jordan Addison? I mean, you couldn't really ask for a better opportunity to have a news dump the way he did to say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go to USC today. Yeah, I mean, I think that that right there is a perfect distillation of everything, you know, that we really don't want college football to be right now, that it's become of a guy who, you know, for – from the outside, it certainly looks like he decided he was going to USC uh, before he even hopped in the portal. And uh, I know he visited some schools. Uh, I don't think that was ever legitimate. I think he was always going to USC, and he just uh, tried to uh, throw some, some dirt on his tracks in, in making it look like it was a legitimate recruitment. Um, but then at the same time, you know, you can feel bad for Pitt, but uh, there was a, a, there's a freshman All-American receiver at Akron last year that's now a, a Pitt Panther. So they, they did to Akron what USC uh, did to them. So, I mean, that, that's the food chain in college sports. You mentioned the meetings that are coming up, and one of the things that the commissioner of the SEC talked about said he, he they had to figure this NIL thing out. What did he mean by that? I mean, what can they do as, as a conference? I mean, as of right now, they're kind of limited, but – the NCAA is in the in the midst of, base, of rewriting its constitution, and I think very very soon it's uh, the the policing of, an, of 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 rules like that, like collectives, NIL stuff like that. That before long, each conference is probably going to have its own authority to in, 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 to enforce its rules how it how it wants. So I think it's going to be a lot of okay once the NCAA passes this this torch to us and we can write our own rules what do we want these rules to be we've talked right, with that being said because we've had a conversation about the big 12 and going forward how that's going to look does the new look big 12 like does that garner attention does that bring people's eyes and say this is something we want to build with what do you mean like as far as like the the Big Twelve, is it going to be something where when these contracts come out and these new TV networks are looking at everything, is the new look Big Twelve something where major markets want to jump on it, and or is it something that's going to get passed because of the lack of brands by per se a Pac twelve? Yeah, I think the Big Twelve is going to be kind of in that that interesting zone to where you're deciding, do we want to chase the the most dollars or the most eyeballs, and those two things. Uh, might not be mutually or uh, might be mutually exclusive. Like it, it might be that Apple is willing to pay you the most, but you got to go play on the streaming platform or, uh, you know, Fox sports one wants you wants to be the exclusive home of, 
of Big 12 football, and so you you get more money, but you are on a network that most people don't don't generally watch. Or is it worth it to you to uh, get as many games as possible on ESPN uh, to get in front of the most eyeballs? But maybe they're not willing to pay you as much, and maybe you got to play more 11 a.m. games or more you know late late games than you'd like to play. So I think I think the the Big 12 uh, is going to be in the, I mean, basically anybody that's not uh, the, the big 10 or the SEC has got to really decide how much, what's more important to us, money or exposure. Along those same lines uh, with Texas and Oklahoma, that obviously they're marquee programs and have been for years with, with those two programs leaving is, is BYU going to be able to carry the banner for, for the, for the big 12 or, or is there a program within the big 12 that you say, you know what? Nationwide, this this is a program people are going to want to watch. You know, I don't really see a single program rising up and in, in, in carrying that banner, at, you know, as Oklahoma football has done for so long. And I think that that's what makes the, the conference so interesting. Uh, I, uh, there's not one program that has more history, more resources than than all the others. I I, I really think, you know, given moving forward, I mean. You look at what Baylor's done. Texas Tech you know, has, hasn't been bad, and is I expect to be better under Joey McGuire. Oklahoma State just won the Fiesta Bowl. I mean, Iowa State won the Fiesta Bowl last year. West Virginia has been kind of down. K-State's good. Kansas is getting better. Like there, there's Outside of Kansas, you know, there's not really a weak link in this chain. So, you know, I, I can see, you know, six different programs winning the conference over a six-year span. And I, I think from you know a week to week proposition, I think the Big Twelve is going to be the most interesting watch in in college sports, just because there's there's going to be so much parity, so much you know interesting, fun football played in that league. Zach, it may be late May, but uh, man, college football is a lot of fun to talk about right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's definitely a talking sport. That's for sure. Hey, what are you working on uh, for the next over the next couple of days for FootballScoop.com? Uh, I mean, we're continuing to cover uh, the, the, the still-growing fallout of the, the Nick Saban versus Jimbo Fisher war. It's, it, it should be fun. So I, I think we all should just kind of follow Lane Kiffin around because he's having as much fun with this as anybody. Uh, oh, hey, yeah. Hey, appreciate your time today. Have a great day. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Thank you. Good, good talking to you. That's uh, Zach Barnett from FootballScoop.com.